0: I'm Brad. Welcome to Strange for History, the podcast where we talk about, you guessed it, strange history. This is an older episode, recorded and produced before the podcast started to get attention, before editing was done to episodes, before I had a good feeling for how an episode of Strange for History needed to sound, and before our rebranding to Strange for History. These old episodes are not for the faint of heart. There's a lot of stuff here that I'm really not proud of, like audio glitches, bad dialogue, poor editing, and segments that needed to be dropped, like the interviews, or like the rapid fire history facts. While you're welcome to start and listen from here, I would recommend that you fast forward to episode 12, Spanish Civil War, instead. Either here or there, I hope you enjoy this journey that we will take together As we explore many of the things that make us us. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this little podcast, and even if you do not continue past here, I do so very much appreciate you and your time. Episode 2 The Enemy of My Enemy. Hey guys, before I begin this week's episode, I would like to apologize for how long it's been since I've actually released something. I ended up actually moving away from where I was staying, and that, coupled with relaxing after the end of my work season, trying to find a new job, and overall just life, has definitely delayed production of the podcast. I do have episode two ready to go, so you're going to get to hear that today, and I will make it up to you guys. I'm going to release probably two episodes sometime next week. Uh, I'm not sure what they're going to be yet, so kind of stay tuned for that. It's going to be a mystery episode. Again, I am sorry for how long it's taken to actually get something released, but we're getting ready to rock and roll. So here we go. Starting with episode two. Castle Itter is a small castle situated near Itter Village in Austria. The castle was seized by the SS under orders from Heinrich Himmler on February 7, 1943, and shortly thereafter was converted into a prison complex. The prison was designed to hold high-profile French prisoners, whom were valuable to the Third Reich. Future prisoners would include a famous tennis player, a former French prime minister, resistance leaders and even a trade union representative. Early on May 3rd, 1945, a man from Yugoslavia, whom worked as a handyman at the prison, left the facility to run errands for the prison commander, named Sebastian Wimmer. He carried with him a letter, written in English, seeking assistance, and it would be delivered into the hands of the first American that he saw. Five miles down the road, He passed a small town occupied by german troops he continued marching for another 35 miles until he reached the outskirts of the town of innsbruck there he encountered a scouting party from the 409th infantry a detachment of the 103rd u.s infantry and our man informed their officers of the prisons being held in his prison at dawn a rescue party was mounted but would stop roughly halfway and then be recalled. Only two jeeps of auxiliary troops continued onwards. Upon the prisoners' failure to return and the death of the commander of the Danku prison, Wimmer feared for his life and abandoned his post, taking his SS guards with him. With no one to control the prisoners, they took control of the castle and armed themselves with other weapons and arms that remained. Prison leaders... agreed to send their cook, Krobot, to bicycle to the nearest town in hopes of reaching help. He made contact with the Austrian resistance in that town, which had been abandoned by the German military, but was being occupied at this time by SS troops. Krobot was taken to the resistance commander, Major Josef Gangel, whom had under his command a small number of war soldiers. A recon troop of four Sherman tanks from the 23rd Battalion, under the command of Captain Lee, reached the town around this time with Gangle immediately surrendering he and his troops and begging for assistance. Lee did not hesitate and immediately offered to lead the rescue, instantly gaining permission from headquarters. after failing to cross a terribly constructed and weak bridge, Lee decided to leave behind one of his tanks and the majority of his troops, taking with him only fourteen soldiers, Gangle, a driver, and a truck with 10 German troops. Roughly four four miles outside of Itter, the group encountered a small contingency of SS troops setting a roadblock. Shots would be exchanged, resulting in the death of the SS troops. Meanwhile, French prisoners had requested SS Officer Schrader to take charge of their defenses. He was left behind to heal from previous injuries, and was befriended by the prisoners who came for him. Lee arrived shortly afterwards, and took control of the castle and its small defense force. He placed his men around the castle's battle mats and turrets, and his tank, named Best and Jenny, idled at the main entrance to the fortress. Lee ordered the French prisoners to hide, but they opted instead to remain outside and fight alongside their saviors. At various times throughout the following night, the denizens of the castle would be constantly harassed by SS recon troops, sent to ascertain the size of the occupying force, and probe the castle for weaknesses. Finally, the main attack would come. Early in the morning of May 5th, around 125 troops from the SS launched their attack. Before the main assault began, Gengel was able to contact the leader of the resistance in the nearby town, and begged for assistance. Unfortunately, only two more German soldiers and a young man would answer the call, and quickly drove for the safety of the castle walls. After identifying the Sherman tank as the main threat, German forces turned their 88mm cannon on the vehicle, destroying it. By early afternoon, word had reached the 142nd about the castle siege, and relief force would be dispatched. The Siege of Castle Itter would go on to be remembered as one of the strangest battles fought during World War II. The combination of American, French resistance, and German troops was something that would only occur once, making the instance something rather unique. The first instance of a fortress at the site of Itter was on a deed dated around 1240 AD, but previous constructions on the site may have existed as early as the 10th century. Nevertheless, the castle was devastated during the German Peasants' War of 1526, and in the 17th century, the seat of a local administration was moved, and the, prim- the premise was therefore rather decayed. The present building was erected on the foundations of the former one from around 1878 with Itter Castle being purchased as a private residence in 1884 by Sophie Minter, a pianist, composer, and a student of Franz Liszt's. After the war, the castle fell into a state of serious disrepair until around 1950, when it was purchased and converted into a luxury hotel. Unfortunately, the hotel very quickly encountered some pretty extensive financial problems, And it was acquired by a holding company before it was sold to a private owner in 1985. Since then, it has remained in private ownership and is not open to the public. Its current owner is an attorney from around Austria. Uh, Today's major historical events. In 1789, North Carolina ratified its constitution officially becoming the 12th state of the U.S. A few years later, in 1794, the Honolulu Harbor was officially discovered. In 1806, French Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte bans all trade with Great Britain, and Russia's Tsar Alexander I petitions for a Jewish state in Palestine. Okay, so what do you know about Castle Inner? Castle Itter. What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that? Okay, what's it sound like? I don't know. No thoughts on it at all? No. Never ever heard of it? Never ever? No. Never in the history of a thousand years? No. Okay. Well, shit. Okay, well, uh... That was very counterproductive, but I guess that's the end of episode two. Thank you for your time. Your... 30 some seconds of not knowing shit about shit don't flip me off I'll do what I want except know about Castle Itter apparently it's fine, it's fine, I'm not mad I'm not mad at all I'm pissed alright guys again, thank you so much for hanging out for this episode Um, I'm sorry it's taken like 3 weeks to get on air I promise I'll do better next week Like I said, I have no idea what next week's episode is going to be, so go ahead and just swing by for a mystery episode. I might have someone help me with it. I might do it by myself. It might be really cool. It might be the the start of a small series, or it might be 10 minutes of me rambling about something that you already know about. Either way, thank you for your time. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, go ahead and like it, review it, leave a comment, wherever you can, wherever you want to. If you don't want to talk to me, talk to your friends. Tell them it's amazing, or tell them it sucks and to avoid it for the rest of their lives. Like a plague or COVID-19. Don't laugh at that, that's a terrible joke. Again, thank you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Strange for History. I hope you enjoyed learning about today's subject, and it was a lot of fun having you with Brad. Not me. (laughs) You'll have me if you start on episode 12. You can find this podcast on many different places, such as Facebook and Twitter. That's at Strange, the number four history, and on all major streaming sites as well, such as Google, Amazon, Spotify, Apple, um, even good pods, those indie ones, or really wherever your ears are listening. We at Strange for History appreciate your companionship and hope you continue to enjoy learning about those strange weird things that make us, us.